Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, here we are. Good morning, everybody. It's a cold day outside, but it's warm in God's house. Everybody good? Ready for a Chiefs victory? Hey, join me here in the North location as we welcome everybody who's streaming in online, watching. Pretty amazing. And uh, I have a really exciting announcement. I was going to wait till Vision Sunday, but I just can't wait. So we just said we're going to go ahead and do it today. Uh, for the very first time, we are streaming into the Lansing Correctional Facility in Kansas. Hey, guys. Welcome to your new church family. It's pretty amazing to have you. Hey, we believe in you. We believe God's got great things in store from you. Hey, and guess what? From under lock and key, the Apostle Paul still changed and touched the world to today. And God's not finished with your life. He's got something amazing in your future. Come on, let's welcome him in. Pretty amazing, huh? Awesome. Hey, you can grab your seats. It's great to see you. I've been, uh, we've been working on that for months, and uh, in the very, very near future, uh, we'll be streaming live and in the moment with a brand new setup and sound system for them. And, uh, they get to join in with worship and everything. It's pretty incredible. So thank you, church. That's your generosity at work. We could not do that without you. And so, hey, we just grew a new location. Uh, it's pretty awesome, pretty amazing. Hey, tomorrow we celebrate the life and the leadership uh, and the legacy of the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, and I just want to start with a quote from him that I think speaks so much to the current status of our world, to the struggle we all feel, and to the response the believer has to live like Jesus lived. He said this, Jesus eloquently affirmed from the cross a higher law. When he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. He knew that the old eye-for-eye eye philosophy would leave everyone blind. How many know we have a world right now where everyone's blinded by anger, blinded by animosity, blinded by outrage? That way ain't going to work. He did not seek to overcome evil with evil, but he overcame evil with good. Although crucified by hate, he responded with aggressive love. What our world needs now is a church aggressive in our love, aggressive in our forgiveness, aggressive in bringing peace, reconciliation, and redemption to this world. A higher law it's a better way to live, in other words. I don't know about you, when I think about law, I think about a rule I gotta live up to. But the truth is, by the power of God living on the inside of us, we can live a higher way. We can't get there on our own. We need a supernatural grace and strength to live up to the beautiful standard. We, God would not call you to something that he wouldn't get you there and sustain you there. We can take a higher path. We can live a higher way. We can bring more of heaven to earth. If that sounds like a plan to you, can I get an amen? Because we need more than we need Christians gathering together even on a Sunday or streaming and watching online. We, this world needs more Christ needs more of Jesus working through us, Jesus changing us. And today, uh, as I know Gabe told us, uh, we are starting a brand new season of sermons, of messages. We're all getting on the same page and leaning into what God is really speaking to Liz and I's heart for us as a church family and a community that we are going to unlock this new thing that's been there all along. It's the presence of the living God. We're going to lock more of the culture of Christ. This new you is the Christ in you coming through. That wherever 
whatever Jesus did, however Jesus responded, you've got that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead already inside of every believer. But it's time that we let it loose, let love loose, let peace loose, let the change agent that changed our lives change this world around us. There's more for you this year. This year is going to be your most like Christ year. And you're going to see more of Jesus' results in your life, in our city, in our church, in our marriages, and in our families than ever before. Lord, unlock the new Christ in us. Because everybody's trying to get a new right now. Everybody wants to get that new body, get their new budget, get onto those new things. Everyone's trying to sweat and starve themselves to the new. But the best thing on that you could ever have working for you is already inside you. You already have it. Christ, Jesus, his grace, his power, his presence, his Holy Spirit, and it is ready to come out. We have a world that needs what God has already put inside you to be the reality that you walk out in Jesus' name. A lot of preaching right now uh, in our nation on the end times. Can't blame them can't blame a lot of preaching on prophecy book of revelation we we love that stuff that stuff is great but i've really felt in our heart we need to focus on the end goal for people not just the the end times the end goal is to become more like jesus but it says in first john 3 it says like we're becoming like him and one day we'll be just like him one day when his return or in eternity when our time is done will become to see him is to become like him but i believe that we don't have to wait for that day because the more we look to him today the more we look to him now the more we look to him in 2021 the more we can become like him in the here and now and so together we believe through the word of god by the power of the holy spirit in this season we're going to unlock this combination of calling that's on the inside of you to open the door that all that god has called you to all that god has for you so i want to kick this off by just a simple sermon today um, that i think the, the 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 ideas behind it in theology for a moment might seem kind of complex but what we're going to find on the other path of leaning in and listening, what God speaks to you, is actually quite simple. It's actually very simple, and it's the simple things that will strengthen you the most. I want to speak just for a few moments. On um, The password is personal. The password is personal. Can you join me in prayer? Those online, our brothers in Christ at Lansing, let's pray together. Lord, we love you. we got to have you. We have you, but we want to lean into you more. I thank you that you're shaping us in your image to be not just image bearers, but to be kingdom builders. And Lord, I thank you to bring more of Jesus to this world around us. Would you unlock where we've been in struggles and sin, when our mindsets have been off from your mission mandates, from connecting more intimately with you. Lord, I thank you from this moment on in 2021, we are hearing your voice. We are following your ways. We are loving your word, and you're changing us to become more like Jesus. And it's his mighty, glorious, beautiful, wonderful, everlasting name that we pray. If you're thankful for Jesus, can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Hey, we, um, we all have personal passwords. How many have password problems? How many are like my better half, Liz, and just like can't quite seem to remember a password? Now, I keep it very simple, and I'm not going to tell you my passwords today. Although I love you, I don't trust you there because it's my personal password. 
Now, I don't know if you're like me, but my password has kind of been the same-ish for a long time. Anytime my bank makes me change it, like my, I'm like, first of all, I'm trusting you, bank, to protect things. I don't need you making me have to do more work. But every time they make me change it, I just add another number to the end. So I started out with a password, then I had to add a one. Then I had to add a two. I'm at about a five right now, and I'm staying true to it. But, but I have to remember, one thing I can't stand is that all the advancement in technology, like my face opens with my, uh, my phone, can open by my face, or my fingerprint, and we have all this technology, and yet I still have to prove to my computer that it's really me, even when I get the password right. How many of y'all hate reCAPTCHA? You know what I'm talking about, reCAPTCHA? I got it right, but it wants to make sure this is not like some sort of artificial intelligent world takeover from robots. I've got to find every stoplight in the picture. I've got to track down every motorcycle. And I know I'm smart enough and have good enough vision to see a stoplight, recognize it, and click on that stoplight. But for whatever reason, I miss one or I made up one. And it gets, it gets complicated. We try to make our faith more complicated than it really is. We think that we got to get everything right, everything in order, full obedience all the time before God can open up the doors in front of us or unlock the destiny inside of us. But there is an opportunity for every single believer, everyone who says yes to Jesus, to live in this culture of Christ. But the more you let God unlock it on the inside of you, the more that God can do for you and the more God will do through you. But cracking this code isn't by chance, it's by design. There's a way that we do it. Now, I think everyone here would have loved to crack the code of the Mega Millions Powerball jackpot that is piling up. I know you all don't know about that because you're so saved and super redeemed, but it's up to like 800 something million. And it may be God gives you a word and some numbers. You might need to play that thing in faith. Just remember to tie. Then when you buy your yacht, save me a spot and some sunscreen because we're going to the Mediterranean together because you're my new best friend. Um, but the problem with the Powerball is that you have to have all the right numbers in all the right order. That's the only winning combination. And if you get any of it out of order or even off by one, you're left with none. And that's the way we think sometimes when it comes to our faith, that we've got to get everything right. We got to get everything in order. And if I'm just a little bit off, if I just have a bad day, if I relapse in one area, if I speak one thing wrong, oh, now I'm back at starting point. I can't keep continuing the, the, the mission and the mandate of Jesus for my life. But listen, you're in Christ's reality, the fullness of your destiny. It is by, not by chance, it is by choice. And you have the opportunity to choose it and to stay in it by the grace of God every single day, even when you miss it, even when you're off by a lot. You are never too far gone to find that future that God has destined you for. But there is, even though you don't have to get everything perfect, there is a sequence in which it works. How many had a locker in high school? Come on, you remember? Couple to the right, stop. Skip it once on the left, stop. Straight to the last number, and you were there. I had a locker in high school that was so like hairpin sensitive. You had to be like a professional thief just to crack that thing. I've been a little bit off, maybe even a whole lot off. 
well, I've come saved us all is the one that's living in you. Supernatural grace to still get it right when you got it so wrong before. But this is what I want you to understand as we're unpacking this new season of sermons together. That, that it isn't a struggle, but there is a sequence. And the sequence all starts with one thing, identity. And I'm going to say the number that starts the sequence of the combination, this personal password, it starts with the number one. There is one Savior, and there is one King Jesus, and we live for the one. But on the flip side of that coin, you have to understand that you're the one that God has positioned in this time and space, in your family, in your neighborhood, in your school, in your place. You're the one he is looking for to bring more of his plan and purpose into the earth. And we have to understand that this password is personal. We've got to own it for ourselves. But there's also a personal part for us to play to bring it to the world that's around us. The password is personal because you were created by God, for God, and you have the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. And when you realize, oh, the, this relationship is personal with my God, then that's the progress you need to make to see this beautiful pathway of this wide open space that God has destined you for. So it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we follow this sequence in scripture. Apostle Paul is saying, hey, let me show you this pathway. Let me show you this password. There's a sequence to this thing. And Paul, as he does in, in Romans 5 and 1 Corinthians 15, he contrasts original creation, Adam, to this new creation in Christ, who we all are by being born on the earth to who we now become being born again. Can we do a little theology heavy lifting today? We all tracking with me? From Adam to Jesus. He says, the first Adam received life. The last Adam, that's Jesus, is a life-giving spirit. Physical life comes first, then spiritual. A firm base shape from the earth. In other words, we were created from the earth. We're on the earth. A final completion coming out of heaven. The first man was made out of the earth. And since then, hey, we live on the earth. It says people are earthy. That doesn't mean a hippie. That means like we're carnal, we're in the world, we have a flesh, we have our own desires. And yet the second man, Jesus, was made out of heaven. And people can now be heavenly. You don't have to live down to the status quo of society or the culture of this world. You already have the culture of heaven, the Holy Spirit, on the inside of you. In the same way that we've worked from our earthly origins, let's embrace our heavenly ends. Let's not strive to become more like heaven. Let's embrace the relationship with Jesus that brings heaven into our life. This old Adam, new Adam. Man to God. Old identity, new identity. Adam was fallen. Through Jesus, we're forgiven. Adam brought chaos. Through Jesus, we have calling. We were always, by the mindset of Adam, fighting to obey God by our willpower. Now we have God's power. We were working from our good works. Now we have God's grace. Doesn't mean we don't live right and obey and follow the word of God. This isn't a license to do whatever we want. It's just an everlasting connection that we're still good with God when we realize this thing is 
personal for us. We receive this gift of his grace and we go out of the old and into the new and we will unlock together as a church family, Hillsong, Kansas City, more of the Christ in you, the Christ in us. This is what the world needs more than ever. In Genesis 1, this is first Adam. God said, let us, who's the us? God's having a conversation with himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's a whole nother theological brain bender we're not going into today. But say, let's make man in our image after our likeness. In other words, you look like your father. Genesis chapter two, verse one, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils. It's a divine CPR, the breath of life, and man became a living being. That original breath jump-started his heart, filled his lungs with air, and God created us, humanity. The Bible says that at the fall of man, Genesis 3, original sin, that God showed up walking through the garden. It seemed like it was the accustomed time where God would come down and meet with his creation. Now, we know that Adam, in his mistake, had then gone into hiding, but God came looking for connection. So first, Adam, everyone tracking with me, born of the dust, received one breath that gave him life. He would walk with God periodically from time to time, but he lived by willpower. He would be able to meet with God, and there was occasional closeness, but God had something better in store than that. Do you know that God had better plans for humanity than just the Garden of Eden? As we see that as perfection, God just saw that as the beginning. And then comes the new Adam, sometimes in Bibles referred to as the last Adam. Then comes Jesus, not born of the dust, but from heaven itself. And Jesus, with his followers, those who were tracking with him, one day he breathes on them. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive. In other words, you don't have to work to be right with God. I'm breathing the living presence of God into your life. And that's not a one-time breath to give you life to your lungs. No, this is a daily breath. All of us have access to that divine oxygen of the presence of God, and it will fill you with the fullness of God no matter where you're at or what you've done. Jesus came into our dust, breathe his Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And if you wanna unlock revival in your life, in your relationships, if you wanna unlock destiny, you've gotta take this password personally. He came to do it for you. And you can be so filled with the Holy Spirit that all the pollutants and, and toxicity of this world will not steal away all that God is wanting to create and do. Because now we have more than just an occasional closeness and conversation with God. We think it'd be better for us to meet with God from time to time and take a walk with him in the garden like Adam and Eve did. God actually has something better. We have the fullness of the Father all the time. You have intimacy and constant availability to the presence of God. And yet so many of us are living in the old mindset based upon works, trying to earn favor or earn attention or get God's attention instead of coming into the new. And the new is already in you. And yet, by our old mentality, 
the mistakes maybe that we made, maybe listening to the wrong voices, the voice of the accuser. We've allowed it to stay locked up for far too long. And I'll tell you, if you want this year to be your best year, I'm not saying it's going to be the best in your business. I'm not even saying it's going to be the best in your relationships. But I will tell you, if your relationship with God, you are leaning into him, unlocking more of the plan of Jesus in your life, your best spiritual year will be your best year. And it doesn't have to stop at 2021. It can continue into 2022 and beyond. Every year from now, you can have your most intimate, close with God year and it will you will see tangible change in your life and in your world when we unlock this new Christ on the inside of us got to get rid of the old mindset second Corinthians 5 says this means that anyone come on how many are glad to be one of the anyone's I'm glad to be in this number anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person the old life is gone and the new life has begun. 1 John 4, 17, from the Amplified, which means they add some original language. doesn't mean that you read it louder. It says this, in this, what is it? Union and fellowship with him. Love is completed and perfected with us so that we have a confidence on the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him, go face to face with God, because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus was and is seated on the right hand of the Father, so can we live from that place in this world. You do not have to wait for you to come to heaven or go to heaven or Jesus to come back from heaven to walk in closeness and represent Jesus fully to the world around you. This means... That the power that Jesus walked in, you can walk in. The peace that Jesus had, you can have. The ministry to others, even miraculously, you can see in your life as well. The ability to change the world around you is already inside you. You start living to change the world around you, you quit focusing so much on God just trying to change one thing for you. And you'll see that God will actually open up your life to the wide open spaces of his grace that he's always created you to live in. This means you might not speak to a storm and that tsunami ceases naturally, but it does mean spiritually you can speak to a problem or one word from God in your world or in your marriage can settle a storm or a fight. That means that God could speak to you something to say to someone else who's in the middle of a storm that they created on themselves. And you can give one word from heaven and it could change their heart or even their situation. It doesn't mean you're going to walk on water, but it does mean by the same divine power that kept Jesus on mission, you can go to places that you couldn't go to in your own natural ability because God is so good and by his grace, you can walk in everything he created you for, which is greater than you could hope, dream, or imagine. And the new you is just waiting on the inside of you to be unleashed because just like Jesus who came from heaven to earth, you're called to bring heaven to earth and our nation and our city and our church and your family and your marriage needs that Christ in you to be unlocked. Yeah, you got to remember this password is personal. In other words, you've got to take it for yourself. You've got to believe it for yourself. First Peter chapter two, you guys get anything out of this today? But you, Hillsong, Kansas City, I threw that in there. But you 
are the ones chosen by God, chosen for a high calling of priestly work. I don't know, Pastor, I ain't trying to be a pastor right now in 2020, 2021. I'm like, I don't blame you. It's crazy out here. <laughs> but what's a priest do? A priest represents God to man and man to God. You're a representation of Jesus on the earth. You are called. It's the highest calling of your life is to connect people to God and help connect God to people. Yeah. Chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments to do his work and to speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. In other words, if all you got is a testimony of who you used to be to who you now are now and who you're becoming, that's more than enough to represent the good things God is doing in the world. From nothing to something, here's a good one for you, from rejected, maybe by man, to accepted by God. I don't know who's rejected you. I don't know who's misaligned you. I don't know who's spoken doubt or fear or tried to tear you down. All I know is that it doesn't matter what anyone else says about you. The password is personal. If God says, I accept you, you can live from acceptance. If God says, I chose you, you know that you're chosen. Someone else might have walked away. God's still right there. You might have messed up. God's still right there. And he's accepted you from the beginning, not before you did anything. Okay, I see that passage, uh, Pastor Kyle, uh, First Peter, the ones, and I know God's doing something through the ones, he's doing something through the church. No, you gotta, this is where the password's personal. You gotta say, no, 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 I'm the one. Uh, this passage might be written 2,000 years ago, and it might be written to an audience that I don't now, it, it, it maybe didn't, doesn't even exist on the earth anymore, that group of people in that time and space, but God's promises are for every single one of us. If God says, hey, you're the one through Peter, he's speaking the same thing by his Holy Spirit. He doesn't waste a word in his scripture. He is speaking just to you. This is personal. And today, the one thing I want you to get of this new you, this Christ in you identity, is that you are completely loved. You are already chosen. You are completely accepted, and you are unbelievably valuable to God. Now, for some of the men out there, that's like really romantic language. Uh, Pastor Kyle, I don't want to be, I, 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 don't, I don't care about my value and my worth. But the truth is, if you never receive that personally, the potential of Christ in you will always stay locked down. If you can't take what Jesus did on the cross to show you your worth to God, you will constantly be an old Adam mentality trying to work the soil for fruit instead of living by the fruit of the Spirit. This is where he changes us. The sequence starts with identity, and that's the one thing you've got to get right. Because your part to play is vital on the earth. The mission and mandate of heaven, the ministry of your life, Hillsong, Kansas City. You're the one God wants right where you're at. So can we all just decide we're gonna take it personal? We're gonna take it personal. We're gonna get this thing right. We're gonna believe it for ourselves. Jesus' baptism, and I love that we're doing baptism in a couple weeks. Highly chlorinated water. Mask on, hazmat suits if we need them. We're gonna have baptisms. Matthew chapter three, 
Jesus goes and gets baptized. Jesus, the Bible tells us that the sky opened up, the heavens rent, it says. It's, it's an open heaven moment. And their voice came from heaven that sounded like James Earl Jones. It says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The New Living Translation says, this is my loved one, loved son, who brings me great joy. It was from this affirmation from his heavenly father that then Jesus went to the desert to fast and pray. Then Jesus overcame temptation and had victory. Then Jesus turns water into wine. Then Jesus heals the paralytic. Then Jesus declares the plan of the kingdom of God for people. Then Jesus, from that place, then he multiplied the loaves and the fish and fed the hungry. It was from a starting point of affirmation personally that then he progressed with power and lived out the God plan. It is not recorded a single miracle or ministry moment that Jesus has before he accepted the voice of God speaking to the fact that he's already loved and he, right where he was at, still wet in the waters of the Jordan, was pleasing to God, brought God great joy. What does this mean for us? It means we do not have to work or earn or serve or give our way to acceptance with God. It is a gift we receive by the grace of God. And yet many of us are thinking, if I get this right and if I do this right, if I forgive that person and and I sort out this issue and if I get rid of this little hidden sin in my life, then I'm gonna have closeness to God. Then God can use me. And yes, we need to work out, iron out all the junk in our lives. We need to be cleansed and redeemed inside and out. We need to be people that serve and people to to give, but we do not do it to get anything. We do it because we've received everything. You're completely accepted, Hillsong, Kansas City. Completely accepted. I grew up, parents are pastors and missionaries. Hi, mom and dad. And uh, I think I went to like 11 different schools growing up, something like that. Nine, 10, 11 schools. I lost track. So everywhere I went, I had a chance to be the new guy which when you look like me and you're weird like me, it's an awkward situation. But I did like the idea that I could kind of make up who I was gonna be. I remember going, we moved from Los Angeles to, uh, to Seattle and I just decided I'm gonna be a skater. Problem is I couldn't skate. So I could wear the clothes, but I couldn't do, I was a poser, okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> then I went to another, I'm gonna be the jock problem with that as well just not the most athletically gifted individual on the planet but every time I entered into a new season or space I could kind of try to choose and this is what many of us do when we're at work oh we're we're, we're trying to be this person to please or get affection or attention from other people when we're back home we're this person when no one's around we're a totally different person because we're worried about this thing called acceptance what could man ever give you 
that could ever come close to the acceptance of a perfect, holy God that loves you completely just as you are. Because when he sees you through the lens of his grace, he does not see all the drama, all the disappointments, and all the mistakes. He is choosing to look at you through the lens of Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross. So that's why he can accept you into his family, because he's perfect. And if you knew what kind of relationship he wanted to have with you as a son or a daughter, for him to say, you belong to me in our incorrupt, messed up lives, it's drama and situations, it would corrupt him. And so that's why he sent a son as a sacrifice to secure your acceptance just as you are. He loves you right where you're at, but he loves you too much to keep you where you're at. This is why he wants to unlock more of his Holy Spirit on the inside of you because he wants to change you. But the change happens in sequence and the sequence starts with identity. So every time you hear a voice say, you don't matter to God, You've messed up too many times. That is the voice of the accuser. When I am praying over your life, your own spirit and soul, is that the heavens would begin to open up. And when you would open up the word from heaven, it would begin to speak to you about who you really are in Christ. You'd get in a community of believers here. And we're not holding you back to your yesterday or wondering if you're going to fit into a click. No, we're pulling out calling from you by speaking God's best over your life, that you would get the open heaven environment in your life that Jesus has come to give you, to know that you're completely accepted. First Peter 2, you've been chosen by God himself. God chose you before everything. Ephesians 1, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight by our works, no, by his love before the sun was on fire, before the oceans had water, before the land was formed. He already knew you. He already loved you. He already had a plan to save you and to accept you. He already chose you. And then Jesus makes us acceptable, which isn't the most exciting word. When we think about something being acceptable, we think it's a low standard, just above a failing grade. Like selling you your car wash, there's a couple spots on there. It's like, yeah, it's acceptable. It's better than it was. So, you know, uh, it's fine. But acceptable. But you need to understand you've been accepted into God's perfection and his family. And for him to accept anything less than the best would be to compromise his own self. Not to dig too deep into this, but God made a sacrifice for you first to accept you before you ever turned to him. Titus 3, Jesus treated us much better than we deserve. He made us acceptable to God and gave us a hope, a hope of something greater on the horizon. To know that you're accepted by God means that you will know that you are extremely valuable because Jesus was traded for you. Jesus was traded for you. Deuteronomy 7, it says you are his treasured possession. Isaiah 43, you are precious to me. When I think about people living in lockdown in their inside world, in this case, also outside world, I think about the story of Gideon. God's people have gone off track and messed it all up. The Midianites came in and took over. They were like a swarm of locusts that ate everything 
just the people of God were all living in caves, living in hiding. We even see Gideon here. He's in a wine press trying to thresh wheat, which is like doesn't work. But they're so worried that what little portion they have will be taken away by the enemy or by the world that they're just trying to stay in this place of isolation and they're terrified. And yet the voice of God comes to him where he's been locked on the inside. His mentality about himself, in other words, his identity couldn't be any lower. And yet God says, no, 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 no. You're the world changer I am looking for. Judges 6. The angel of the Lord came and sat down. I love that. And he sat down and he's just watching Gideon. Gideon's threshing wheat in the wine press to keep it from the many nights. Verse 12 says, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, but many translations say, then the angel of the Lord spoke to Gideon. He said, the Lord is with you. Let me give you an identity, Gideon, mighty warrior. Exact opposite of how Gideon felt and every single fact about his life and upbringing, family of origin and history. He spoke the exact opposite of how he thought about himself, but it was a word from God that says, this is what I think about you. Gideon fights it, like we do. No, 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 no. Pardon me, Lord. Uh, if you're really with me, why do I have so much drama in my life? Why has this happened to us? Why is our nation in disarray? Where's the miracles? Where's the power? Where's the provision? Where's your rescuing hand? Where, where are you? Uh, I say that I follow you, but I haven't felt you. I haven't seen you, even though I'm trying to serve you. Lord, turn. I love this. Verse 14 says, the Lord. I thought we were talking about an angel, but now it says the Lord. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you already have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? You need to understand in the Hebrew here, we're not just talking about any old angel. We're talking about Malach Yahweh. Shows up several times, but it shows up in very special moments in scripture. It shows up in moments where the history of God's people begin to change where God speaks to one and that one finds out who they're called to be and what they're called to do. And when they hear from Malach Yahweh they, and they believe it and they obey it, something changes, not just in them, but the world around them. And it literally means it's a messenger of God or the voice of God. That's why the translators say an angel showed up and then it says the Lord said, because God sent his own voice to speak to him in his place of prison trying to perform, trying to protect, in isolation, in insecurity, the voice of heaven comes to Gideon, and Gideon gets a backbone all of a sudden and starts believing what God said about him, and they run off the Midianites once and for all. A great victory is performed for God's people because someone received a validation from heaven. What is God wanting to say to you, well, my family's broken and my marriage is busted and my finances are a wreck and I can't stop doing this and I got this secret addiction that knows about, no one knows about. But just like the heavens are opened above Jesus and God speaks his affirmation before any performance, the heavens are opening up right here, right now over your life, wherever you're watching this. And God is saying, I've already chosen you. I've already accepted you. I've already empowered you. I've already filled you with my Holy Spirit. 
I've already given you my very best because I think you're my very best. And I'm looking for a couple of Gideons. I'm looking for a couple of representations of Jesus to walk out in their new identity. And I'm going to change the world through you. The password is personal. You've got to receive it, own it, and no matter what any other voice of a person that used to know you, how about the one that created you? He knows what you're created for. He knows what he's called you to, and he knows the end result of your purpose. It is not by chance. It's by choice. What will you believe about yourself? That you're a person your family of origin or that you've been brought into a divine family of faith we stand your feet I want to pray for you Heavenly Father for everyone in the room everyone online we have got to have an open heaven encounter with you we are bombarded by this world and the culture around us many times we're bombarded by our own thoughts in our flesh of all the things we aren't but Lord, I pray by your grace, you are wiping clean every word of discouragement that's ever been said to us and that we've ever believed. And from this moment on, we will believe the word of the Lord that speaks to us in our place of lockdown and says, no, I've called you to be a liberator. That speaks to our place of brokenness and says, no, I've already redeemed you and made you whole at the cross. That sees in our place of strife in our relationships, our marriage, and says, no, I'm gonna heal your family as I heal your heart. God, we're trading identities. We're not the old man anymore. Behold, you're making all things new and it starts in us. God, speak to every heart who they are in you and we will have the faith to believe and to walk it out from the last word you told us to do and I thank you that giants will fall, walls will fall, doors will open and destiny is right in front of us. Unleash, unlock the Christ in me. The hope of glory for the broken world around me. In Jesus' mighty name, come on, let's worship together.